when we told shit And I ain't never scared of nothing, no shit It's Monday Lucky you, it's Monday You're already tuned into the Joke Workshop Here on MutinyRadio.fm That was a smart call That was a good choice you made to listen to this podcast I applaud you, listener Excellent work on your Feel good about that We have, right now this was actually a great choice for you tonight because we have one comedian with us thus far. So we're just going to give her all the time, whatever she wants to work on, whatever's important. Sounds like she's got a new 10-minute set she wants to work on. We're going to give her a little time to get that together. We're just going to listen to more of uh, Ace the Rapper's Caution, Try Me. That has two whys. Why are we playing the CD? Well, he sent it to me in the mail. You can do that too. Send your CD to 278121st Street at SFCA 94110, and I'll play your band in the fills. Why not? <laughs> it's fun. I'm into you, Ace Da Rapper. That's with a D-A. I'm joined today by Jonathan Moore, doing a lot of work there, uh, setting up the night playlist for you listeners. If you're listening live when we don't have a show going on, our night playlist scrolls and He's updating that so that you can hear more of your favorite Mutiny Radio podcasts, because we have a lot of them. Uh, I'm just burning time, <laughs> so we can listen to more of Ace the Rapper, uh, or we can talk about how you should come this Friday to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, where it's the next show. Yeah, it's, it's Comedians Speed Date Audience Members. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Who knows, but we're going to get 15 single men and 16 single women in mutinyradio.fm and they're going to be speed dated by some of my favorite comedians uh, it, people have asked me oh it's only cisgendered and I said yeah this time wouldn't it be confusing like how confusing would it be if I had to like they'd be like okay the gay people sit over here and then this is where we're going to straight date with the top meow we're going to do that we're going to do a super LGBTQ friendly gender free speed dating extravaganza probably on our second next speed dating uh, show but right now you guys are going to listen to Ace the Rapper for a minute uh, while Jonathan and I smoke a cigarette because he's working so hard and it's not working so we're just going to turn off the computer and turn it back on and hope it works I know that computer sucks if you want to donate a new computer to us that would definitely help Jonathan Moore our uh Oh yeah, it's frozen. It's oh, okay. Ooh, ooh. If you want to donate a keyboard to us, we can do that here at Mutiny Radio. Hey, listen to Ace to Rapper, and we'll be right back with Joke Workshop in a minute. Bye. I can't even wipe a bitch, nah. Leave a cup of top. Never wipe a bitch, and I know she doing dicks and shoddy got that. What you really wanna know? But no, she a thot, and I never cuff a bitch. I never cuff her on the block. Always asking all for my money, trying to get all my hundreds and fifties. Get my twenties. What you Wanna see, I know I got my money and I always get bands on me. I know she loves me. I know she loves always wanna hit the mall, she know I'm cashing. I ain't never liking these niggas, they know I'm packing. And I got all my money, I ain't, I ain't never capping. What you really wanna know, I ain't never lacking. Never lacking. I got my money, got my bands, and I got my fifties. I got my hundred now and I cop the billies. What you know? What you mean? You won't even talk to me. And I can't wipe a bitch. Never cup a thought. And I know you wanna block. Tryna give all the top. And you say you get a guap. Yeah, all these smiths. You just smoking raw. And I know that you living. And you staying on the block. I can't even cut your ass. I can't even wipe a thought. I don't need a cup no bitches. But you fucking on the block. And you said that you got all this codeine with you. And I be like, where is that? 
then I'll be with you. I'll need a cup of thought. Never wife a bitch, and I know she doing dicks, and shawty got that. What she really wanna know, but no, she a thought, and I never cuff a bitch. I never cuff her on the block. Always asking all for my money, trying to get all my honeys and fifties. Get my twenties, what you really wanna see? I know I got my money, and I always got bands on me. I know she loves me. audience what an exciting time for you we get to uh experience the new long set of a person i haven't seen her in a while and uh love her desperately not just because she gave me the cutest shoes that i own but also she gave me one of the cutest dresses that i own (laughs) uh you guys are gonna love her no it's true she's a really generous and wonderful person and very very funny put your hands together for florentina tanaze no no please sit 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 down. Oh my God, the roar. I just can't, I can't, I can't start the set, Pam. Like people just keep clapping. I know people on the radio, they can't hear all this clapping, but there's like 50 people here just clapping and clapping and it's, uh, no, actually I, I, I was wrong. There's like five of us with the clap. It's different. Uh, all right. Um, so I work at a hospital and one of the many awesome things about a hospital is that we have a gift shop. It's so cool. It's what keeps me going, honestly, because my my work has gotten so petty at the moment that I'm going to get braces soon just to keep up with the bullshit, um, just to get on their middle school level. You know what I mean? Uh, who loves work? Okay. But anyway, so the gift shop has, um, Every month, I feel like they have a new animal-themed balloon with, like, an animal-themed pun. So there's, like, the, the monkey. It's like, hang in there. And uh, this month, uh, there was a whale, and it said, get whale soon. Uh, I know, right? And, but I'm just thinking, like, why can't... Wouldn't it be so cool if they personalize it? Like, imagine you're on your... Uh, in your hospital bed and somebody comes in with a balloon and it was like, hey, I'm sorry that I gave you the ST dinosaur. Look, it's shaped like a dinosaur. ST dinosaur, ST dinosaur. All right. Uh, Maybe it would be better if I said, I'm sorry that I gave you the ST delta dromius, which is an unusually speedy theropod. Or should I go with I'm sorry I gave you that ST Diplodocus, which is a dinosaur as well. It's thin at one end, fat in the middle, 
and thin at the very end. Uh, so, okay. Not buying it. I get it. I get it. Okay, what about this one? Uh, how about uh, the balloon is shaped like an ant, and the note can say, this ant your kid. All right, last one, because you guys are loving it. I mean, people on the radio right now who can only hear me and not the audience, people are begging me, more, more, more. And fine, I will do one more. Um, it's an animal shaped like a badger, and you give it to your grandma, said, badgered you about that blood sugar, now you have diabetes. Nope, all right, cool. I work at a hospital, I take care of people. This is awesome. So I, uh, I have been thinking about it and you know um, how generally like guys are creepy. Well, in general, guys are creepy. We know that. But when guys ask a woman if, they want, if they're into a threesome, like we generally think that they're creepy. But actually I thought about it and it's like, what? actually they're so pro-women because he, he's like, you know what? I know you had dick. I know you've been having my dick, which sorry. So I just thought I would introduce you to um, just women. You might like that more. So, you know, it's very, I think it's progressive. Have you ever thought of it that way? Like maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe that woman is so great. She doesn't need another guy in her life. Maybe I'm just going to introduce her to women via three-way and it's like a gateway drug to better relationships. Okay, well, I know your audience, I guess. Huh, it's a dude and you just walked inside. That doesn't count. Okay, so I recently became vegetarian because I'm tired of telling people I have an eating disorder, but... Um, I recently... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, everybody else be, is vegetarian in San Francisco because they're trying to save money on their rent. Uh, understandable. And if you guys are not vegetarian, just think about it. Uh, you're really poor. You're in San Francisco. You're eating a lot of ramen day in, day out. You too can say, oh, fuck, I guess I'm vegetarian now. And uh, yeah, you get to be better than other people, which is why I really did it. Um, and it's working. It's, uh, it's working. I am tired a lot, though. Um, of being right all the time, you know? Just giving people life advice. And my friend asked me like, well, why don't you try fasting? And actually I, I, uh, I am on a fast right now. Uh, one day, thank you. I'm not starving myself. Uh, <laughs> motherfuckers. I am on a fast and I will tell you this about fasting. Um, I'm eating myself on the inside. Uh, no one gives a shit, and I am shitting a lot. So it's uh, it's it's a lot like comedy, I guess, uh, is what I'm trying to say about fasting. It's uh, the same. Um, cool, 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 cool. Do you you guys look like you're the type to like watch TV a lot and um, maybe in a sad way uh, or ironic way? I don't know why. I'm assuming that. There's like 50 comics in this room, so that you know they're all depressed. We're all depressed. We're all just trying to make it. But anyway, like, do you guys like watching football? Okay. Well, I don't like football because um, I get jealous of people who are doing better than me um, at things that I feel like I'm pretty good at myself. Like, 
Hey, Mr. Footballer Man, you think you're the only person who's ever tried to run 10 yards and not get hit on by someone? Kind of fucked it up, but you see what I'm, what I'm doing there. You see. Okay, try doing it in heels, motherfucker. And also, black and orange don't mix. Whatever. I went too far. Take it back to where, the part where I was funny. Great. Um, but... I don't understand why someone would choose as a career to get hit in the head multiple times until my friend told me that they make like $11 million a year. I was like, yeah, but we have like a hunger problem and a homelessness problem in America. So that's why. Um, Apparently one person needs a million homes. Anyway, uh, but actually when my friend told me that they'd make $11 million a year, I was like, you know what? I take it back. I would choose as a career to get hit in the head multiple times like a good footballer wife. Um, Totally. Is this the draft? Ah. I know. Look, that's a divisive joke uh, because... Crowds get really uneasy when, like, a woman decides what to do with her body. And uh, I see you. I see you, mutiny. Hi. The 51st person just walked in. It's like <laughs> madness up in hell. Um, so I, I, um, I'm married, as you guys know. Thank you. Hold your applause. It's amazing. You know what? I don't like football, but I like games, so I got married. And uh, my friend was like, how, do, how did you get a husband? And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of like that that arcade game, you know, that claw game? It's like I'm the claw, and I had to make little adjustments in my life, like get a job or whatever. Or like I had to stop stalking my exes, some of them. I stopped drinking as much, so it's just rosé because it doesn't sound like an alcoholic drink. It doesn't sound like it. And, uh, and then you just, like, lower your hand slowly around the guy's neck until you trap him, ha, and you get the prize. I got him. That's what I did at my wedding. I got him. Back off, bitches. Um, and it's, that's how it is. Marriage is kind of like that game because you realize there's better prizes underneath, but it's a different game. Some people don't win, like Kevin Hart. Okay. (laughs) Trying to stay relevant for my fans. He got caught cheating. Now who's going to look up to him (laughs) metaphorically? Because he's short. Okay. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. He's a millionaire. I'm just jealous. And... (laughs) I mean, since he's already down there, I mean, you know. I'm just kidding. Uh, My husband likes playing video games, too, and I was like, and he gets mad when I don't want to play with him, but I'm like, we're we're in a game right now. We're we're playing, and you're fucking losing at everything. I I got mad at him because he wouldn't do the dishes, so I made up this thing about how there's a difference between tidying up and cleaning up and his mind fucking blew it was amazing and i told him clean it up clean up your fucking brains off the floor okay i'm getting mean but okay i uh, i wrote a song do you guys want to hear it what's up joe 
oh no, you're here doing my singing and no, no context. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about bitches, right? And you know what are some bitches? My husband's exes. I don't know them, but I'm just assuming. Um, so I wrote a song about it. You guys want to hear it? Yay! I can't. That's like a lot. There's like 50 people in the audience, remember? Yeah. All right, cool. That sounds more like it. Only one person actually wants to hear it. Okay, ready? Kind of forgot the melody, so I'm going to wing it. Ah! Thank you to my husband's ex-girlfriend. You sure have taught him a lot. I'm sure he didn't used to do the dishes, so you got in lots of arguments. You said important things, but in a cunty way. Now I get to hug him every single day. <laughs> Thank you to my husband's ex-girlfriend. You sure have taught him a lot. Like slowing down, okay, now a smidge to the left. That move you taught him, man, I'm really impressed. Wow, I didn't realize I didn't rhyme properly. Cool. You didn't have the patience or a good vibrator to weather out that storm, so now he said, see you later. I know this sounds sexist, but I learned stuff for my exes. Thank you to all of my ex-boyfriends. You sure have taught me a lot. Like every guy is capable of cheating in a Walmart parking lot. I'm projecting. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd be home at 8 p.m. Now I have a new career as a detective. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Thank you. I'm a detective now. Because bitches be tripping. Encore? Did I hear an encore? Encore? Okay. Uh, how much more time do I have? You're at 12. It's up to oh, shit. No, I'm done. I'm done. I just wanted you guys to uh, hear my song. So now I'm just ready for 30 minutes of feedback. Florentina Tanasi, everyone. Yeah. You just did a hot 12. I wrote a lot of notes. I don't know if other people did. We got microphones. I really on. love them. I wish more people would say more notes. Well, I I really enjoyed your song. I mean, I'll start with that. It was cute, and when you rhymed imperfectly, I still you're so cute. I loved it. It's mm -hmm. it was really great, and it's there were twists in it, and I loved it. Uh, I will start at the top. Balloon animals. I feel like someone else is making the balloon animals. I feel like is maybe this could be something you pick up as you work in a hospital. Like you've been trying to make balloon animals for people that make them feel better. So like you're actually crafting the balloon animals and some of it's almost like you're a clown no i understand what you mean you, okay. there's mylar balloons they're shaped like big animals and you see them but i feel like if you were making balloon animals still involved with balloons but i feel like it would work with the the things that you were making and the things you were saying you could actually like make the pretend like you're making blah, blah 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 and then make it like a puppet and say the thing you were saying that was on the balloon do you know what I mean like oh, yeah, it was yeah. a mylar balloon of a monkey saying hang in there but instead like you make a monkey and then you're like hang in there and then you like or whatever like you're the okay something about work I don't know I just was thinking of like I didn't because we didn't we were like what three ways a gateway is a backward joke the last thing you said was the funniest part of it perfect the, the punchline is the starter Okay, no. Start with the punchline and then explain it to us. Okay. 
vegetarian eating disorder, super smiley face, very, very funny. You chose to not make fun of vegans. I thought that was an easy shot you could have taken. You chose not to. That's cool. Uh, I also liked the starving yourself thing and that you're not, um, you don't have an eating disorder. That's really cute because you're so fucking tiny. Like, it's confusing for people that are like, so does she have an eating disorder or does she? Is she starving or fasting? I'll never tell. I did I loved, I loved all of your eating disorder jokes, but that's just because I'm your audience for that. Uh, uh, NFL stuff is edgy. That's a oh, weird yeah. thing to say. It's fucking edgy jokes, but I liked them. I liked all the NFL stuff, Perfect. beating up your girlfriend and beating up themselves. That whole twist there was cute. Last thing I have down here is grabbing your boyfriend with the claw. I feel like you need to have a few more missteps where you grab the wrong boyfriend, but it slips through because there's like too much oh, jizz yeah. on it or something. Like there's like you go down for one of those and you're trying to grab them by the neck, but it slips out because they were too full of jizz or something like oh, that. Yeah, they yeah, masturbated on themselves too much. You have to like make fun of the small other toys that are in the lot. Like you've tried to pick other toys out of the lot. But they okay, were too. Yeah, like one of them was, like I tried to pick one of the other prizes, but he was clinging on to like his mom. So I right. Yeah, you couldn't lift him up because he's he was clinging on to his mom. It was too heavy. Or like there was a syringe attached to him, and you were like, ah, some, you know, whatever. Disparage him in some way. Okay, sounds good. Yay. Thanks, Pam. Other comments? I wrote notes just because you asked me to. <laughs> it is joke workshop. You guys could say nice things too. You said I came in at this point, and I thought your song was really cute. <laughs> no, I did. I did like the song. The song was really nice. Um, no, everything. Everything's really tight. I liked a lot of it. Um, the one, the I love the balloon animals. It's just I was a little maybe because I'm a little too high. But uh, <laughs> the, starting with the dinosaurs was a little too abstract for me. Um, the which one? Say, is it the balloon animals? Uh huh. I uh, the starting with like the dinosaurs and like dinosaur names. The Doppler oh, dickens, right, 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 right. the yeah. thin in the start front. With, like the regular, and then work towards. Maybe. Okay. I don't know, but um, but no, I like I liked where you're going with it a lot. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, awesome stuff. Thanks. Yeah. I hate you, Allison. No, I'm kidding. I love you. It's okay. Al- Allison's you. not gonna say anything. Joe, I heard your comments in the bathroom, so I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody clap while it's Florentine. It's a nonsense. Yay! Yeah. No, off on my way. Your next comedian, he has a show here on Mutiny Radio every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space. You should buy his book before he goes to Oregon and becomes famous on that whatever he's going to do up there. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Arden! Howdy, everybody. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm doing a game show up there called uh, Say What Comedy Game Show, I think. Yeah, uh, it's where we all submitted three crazy truths about ourselves, and it's uh, three comedians versus three comedians, and they pull one of the truths, and then the other team has to guess who it's really about, uh, but we're comedians, so we're just making shit up and lying anyway, uh, so it gets really funny, and it's it's a knockoff of some British game show, uh, but uh, they're going to film it and try and turn it into a pilot or something, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. 26, Portland, Oregon, so check that out. Um yeah, and the High Time Story Time and the Night Space and my website, ardencomedy.com. Uh, that's A-R-D-I-N, uh, comedy.com. Uh, but no, enough plugging myself. Uh, let's talk some crazy stuff. I was thinking about Halloween. Halloween scares me a lot. It scares me as a holiday because all I can think every time is uh, cancer. Cancer because of all 
the the chemical smells from all those goddamn costumes. Like, it, is that just me? Like, the very plasticky, chemically smells that just waft off of all of those costumes you buy in the store just make me think of cancer and the inevitable marching, impending death that we're all going to suffer at some point. Oh, man, it's bleak. It's bleak out. Oh, some may be shining, but it's bleak in here. No, sorry. Uh, a little off topic. Uh, no, but how's everybody's week? Everybody's week good? Monday? Monday? Monday, yeah. How how is slaving away for uh, corporate America, Joe? Ooh, I think the audience is about to find out when I go up on <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, in Coffee Land, it's been great. Uh, let's see. This morning, I, I, I woke up and uh, I smoked a bowl, and then I went and made some coffee, and I went on my lunch, and I smoked a bowl, and I went and I made some more coffee. And I came home, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't make the very wise decision of eating a 70-milligram edible. Uh, that was a couple hours ago, before walking over here. So I'm pretty pretty good and toasted right now. And then I got a new internet date after this. Yeah, some lucky gal is about to get fun Arden, uh, or real slow Arden, one of the two. I can't remember which one's going to show up, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully it'll be fun Arden. We're going on a coffee date. Like, I haven't had enough goddamn coffee today. Actually, I haven't eaten today. I forgot to eat because of all the coffee. That's how I maintain this girlish figure, you know? It's just all the coffee. And I found out I'm a size four. Size four, yeah. I ordered a dress on Amazon, and uh, I, I, I just, four sounded about right, and sure enough, fits perfectly. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to wear it on the date uh, just to make her feel self-conscious. So, uh, who wore it better? I don't know. It's There's something there. There's something there. It's half-baked, just like me. Oh, uh, I didn't have too much today. Uh, just kind of rambling. <laughs> Struck nerve. What? Oh. Oh, no, I had way too much. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm all rambling today. And plus, I was about to write a set, and I didn't think of anything. Let's do some old standard stuff. So I, I got, ins- uh, not Instagram famous, Reddit famous this week. Uh, actually, yesterday. I- huh? Are you a white supremacist? No, no. Even, <laughs> even better, I'm on our stand-up shots. And uh, yeah, I posted myself up there and with one of my jokes, and I hit 1,300 upvotes. Yeah, crazy. You know, most of my jokes, they get, you know, 20, 30. The occasional rock star hits about 400, you know, but wow, 1,300. It's crazy. And I'll tell that joke right now. Uh, Yeah, the joke is, uh, the reason I'm so baked is because actually I had therapy today. Therapy is always a doozy. But, uh, you know, if I do good work in therapy, I treat myself to marijuana, right? Make myself feel good for all the good work I did. And it, it ties back to when I was a kid going to therapy because I would get an ice cream after. It was my dad's way of saying, uh, good work in therapy today. Um, the divorce is still your fault, but uh, good job crying about it, you know? Anyway, that was, that was the joke. That shot me to rock star. Yeah, rock star. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, that's about it for today, Pam, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty chill. I'm, I'm just happy to be here and hang out with all my comedian friends and listen to their much, much better sets. Uh, but yeah, but uh, give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. He's just happy to be here, everyone. It's Arden, yeah! I'm happy to be here because I've been high as fuck all day. 
No, you're not going to stand up there and listen to at people. It was perfect. Arden is perfect. He has, you know what the thing is? The, the one thing that makes you almost perfect, Arden, is that your hair is almost growing to the length of Joe Gorman's. It is as, I don't know if it's as luxurious. No, it's not as luxurious. There's no way, no one's hair is as luxurious as Joe Gorman. He's coming up next, by the way, soon. Not next, but as soon. But you are, as your hair grows... Uh, as does the the comedy. I think that it's a Samson thing. Yeah. And the longer the hair, just don't let that bitch cut it off. I don't know which one's going to oh. do it. I'm just telling your future right now. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I've had enough edibles today that I can actually see your future and don't let her cut that hair. I'm seeing it. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't I, know if it's your mom or your grandma, but one of them's coming oh, after well, you. Well, my mother's dead to me. You know that. Okay, <laughs> it's you not know? her. Don't worry. The suicide didn't work, but you know, <laughs> still dead to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was a fun rambling set. Any, any, anything? Anybody want to talk about rambling? No. Ramble, Give some time back to the room. Did, oh, oh, no, no, oh, Florentina Tanase has some comments. Oh, oh. You said that, you mentioned that you look like a girl. Yeah. And you could be like, I guess I'm, you know how like you rank the looks? You could be like, I guess I'm only a five because I only get taken out to coffee dates. No, actually, you make a great point because you missed his joke because he was going off a joke from the other night is that he bought a size four dress on the internet. Oh, so when he talked go. about being a four, it's not that he's a four or she's a four. It's that he's literally a size four in a dress. Uh, and he's kind of holding it over him. Now, I only got the joke because I heard him do it last yeah. Friday. So I knew what he was talking about. And even Jonathan in here was like, size four, what is he talking about? Because yeah. nobody else knew you were talking about a dress except me because yeah. I was there when you mentioned it last time. Yes, no. So yes. they thought you were rating women, but really ah. it's that he's wearing, he literally wears like a size four J. Crew. Florentina, you can switch clothing yeah. with Arden actually right now. He's a yeah. size four J. Crew. We you might be matching. a two. She might be a two actually. She's a two. Oh. She is a two. But he's a four. I'm a six. Whatever. Here we go. Two, four, six, I was eight. I just born with tiny hips. That's all it's, it is, you know? And. What I'm, that's a premise, but that's a premise you can go on for a while as a joke. It's like, oh, yeah. look at your long, luxurious, and talk about your eyelashes. Yeah. Flash them at the people and be like, I've never worn mascara. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't piss off the girls in the audience too much, because I know you want to fuck them later or whatever, but like, get to the... Right, as he's twirling his hair. Oh, sorry. That's as he's like, stick. that. no, that's just... Nervistic. Oh, okay. Well, that's cute too, but like... I don't know. It could be a good new premise to work on. Like, yeah. I, I love fucking girls, but everyone thinks I'm a girl in these ways. That might be the edgy way into it. It's yeah. like, it's hard. And it is. My ex-husband was smaller than me, and I always used to get mad because I couldn't wear his jeans because his legs were literally smaller than mine. And I used to, like, it made me feel like a big fat bitch all the time. And so it made me always ask him, like, am I fat? Am I fat? And it's only because he was so thin. I should have been like, why are you so thin? Instead of, why am I so fat? Yeah. My life would have been much happier. But that's got to be difficult. Like, so do you date really, really big? Or do you date really, really small? Because, right? I mean... So, Any size seven is going to feel inadequate compared to you. Well, I, I, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I, I date all <laughs> women equally. It's, you know, it, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, who accepts me for me. That's sweet. Yeah. But they're all worried about your jeans being smaller than their asses. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm such a basic bitch. Are there any other... Are there, I'm so, you guys, I'm so high tonight. I'm sorry. I'm, I've been eating edibles all day. I'm fucking smoking weed like a crazy person. I'm a chimney back here. 
Well, I, I'm going to join you in a second, just so I'm in the right mood for my date. Yay, Yay! Your date. Good luck on your date. Everybody clap wildly for Arden. Here we are on the Joke Workshop with your next comedian coming up next. Uh, I have... So is it... Well, it was... I it, I don't remember who walked in first. You guys want a Rosham for it or... Do you want, she wants, she's got to go, she's got places to go. That's because she has a life and like a job and people and stuff. That's awesome. You should see her this week at Punchline. Was it this week or last week? Have I missed it yet? Shit, it was last week. I thought it was this week and I was going to be a good person and say, you should see her at the Punchline. I bet her set at the Punchline was fucking awesome. You guys are going to love her right now. You get to hear her for free. It's Allison Hooker. I cop the belly. What you know? I like that song. Thanks, Pam. I, I'm not an asshole that just comes uh, to take, do my set and bounce normally. Florentina told me there was literally no one here. So I came with like 10 minutes to be here and I got to go. But I, I'm not just being a jerk is what I'm saying. I respect Joke Workshop and I wish that I could stay for your sets. Joe, you know that I'm like your biggest fan. I'm getting wet looking at him. I can't handle it. He's such a sexy comedian. It's out of this world. Um, so speaking of sexy, I... Uh, I can't really get into watching porn. Um, ladies, I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of feel like women need a little bit more of a backstory. You know, and with porn, it just is like so, they just get right into it. It's like straight to pound town. You know what I mean? Okay, kind of. No. You don't watch porn, so you don't know. Yeah, okay, well, this is the thing. This is my suggestion. Um, when I want to watch porn with my boyfriend, what I do is I pause it. I mean, I say I paused it. I used to think he was like fast forwarding through the beginning. I was like, dude, can we start at the beginning? <laughs> He's like, no, this is the beginning. Uh, but I pause it and I give him the backstory, like the good love story, the lead up, you know? Talk about how they knew each other for years, built all that sexual tension, like finally had their first kiss. And then I'm like, after all these years, they're finally ready for anal. Okay, go ahead, push play. You know, and then I can get more into it. Like, then I can understand. I, I'm wondering like... <laughs> Is that how Lord of the Rings started? Just a simple story of trying to get off and then worlds upon worlds later. No. Um, so yeah, he, he gets a little impatient because I do this backstory thing a lot in life. Um, we were doing like one of his fantasies and I, you know, it just took me a little while to get into character. I had to do her backstory, you guys. <laughs> I mean, nursing prereqs alone, Florentina knows. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's, Millennials, though, that's the problem. He's younger than me, so I think he just has no patience. I'm like, slow down, you know? This takes a minute. Um, anyways, I do this in my own relationship with him because um, the other day I was laying on his chest. I mean, he's Arab, so I was laying on his shag rug. Giving, like, a nice backstory to our relationship because, in truth, I met him really drunk at a bar and I went home with him like 10 minutes. <laughs> so I, like, build the backstory for us. You know, actually, I've, I've done it so many times that I, I get mad at him sometimes for not remembering anniversaries he didn't know we had. Uh, but I, um, I, was, I was laying on his chest building a backstory, and he's like, hey, what is your fantasy? Like, you know, I, I, I want to do yours. And I was like, frankly, I think it's just, it's just being a girl with class. <laughs> you know, it's like not going home with you right away. And he's like, well, well how do we act that out? And I was like, I don't know, like you can take me out to fancy dinners, you can buy me jewelry. Um, we like build up the tension, our parents will meet. And he stopped me and he was like, oh, our parents are in this? 
fucking men. Like, yeah, our parents are in it. <laughs> Guys, we did his fantasy. Like, oh, he's gonna halfway do mine. <laughs> so I, I, the one other thing I'm working on is you guys, I'm just fucking really, really wanting to tease white supremacists. I'm just really wanting to make it funny, and it's not. Um, <laughs> but these white supremacists, like every now and then we're like, what power? I just, what I hear is I'm inbred. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you're that white still. But do you guys know what their symbols are? Like, white supremacists are now using milk to represent them. Did you know this? Because it's pure whiteness. This is like fucking dumb Reddit shit. Or, or Pepe the Frog. You guys know Pepe the Frog, right? A cartoon frog that they use. This is clearly a group of people who have never been oppressed. <laughs> they think a frog is like some symbol of power somehow. I don't know, maybe a fist would be a little better. Like, do you even make your own protest sign or does your mom make them for you after she cuts the crust off your white bread sandwiches? You know? Fuck those guys. All right, you've been an audience. Thank you so much. Elden <laughs> Yeah! Yay, I have only like two things. One, you went into the backstory and you mentioned he was hairy before. I don't think it would be a problem to talk about his hairy backstory. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you were already there. Yeah. You already said it laid on his chest and it was a hairy story because of the thing. And then you went into the backstory. And okay. I feel like there's just an extra tag in there about his hairy backstory. Okay. Or like that your backstory is way more hairy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then you finally got to white bread, but wonder bread. So you were like talking about white things and it's like there are three things or Peppy the frog and the something. Uh, but one thing that homeless people love is Wonder Bread, Tang, and peanut butter because it's, it makes a bomb of just straight calories. And I'm sure that white, I'm just, I don't know, white meth, white power, white. I just, I think there's a connection somehow between the grossness of them and like meth people in some way okay. or like maybe because they come from the same place. This is just my own. I made a no, I made my own backstory for your joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like made a completely different joke out of your yeah, joke. white trash for sure. Yeah. I made a white trash joke out of your, because once, I don't know. Because once you mention white bread and we're trashy, you think, anyways. Yeah. But um, the Harry backstory. Any, anybody else before she needs to run away? She needs to run away. No, no. I, I don't have to run away that fast. I like the backstory stuff. Uh, I, I like that he asked you, oh, what, what's your fantasy? I feel like you could also just have that be its own thing. Like, oh, we did my fantasy. What's your fantasy? Um, and... And when he asked, when he say, I wish I was uh, a classy, yeah, girl. I almost said classy hoe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I was a classy hoe, uh, like a girl with class. And I, I thought it would be funny if, if he's like, well, what does that entail? And you're like, well, okay, so um, we we can't have sex for like three weeks. But then that's the whole, like, you're just talking about the whole time and how sexy it is that you're not having sex for three weeks. Mm -hmm. But he's like, what the fuck? This is like the longest, like... Because it's still part of that, um, like... Yeah, you're right. You a dry spell needs to be in my backstory, so we're not fucking in order to fuck. Well, I felt like you were you were talking about the backstory of, like, how you wish you met. Yeah. And then also you were talking about a the actual moment of, like, hey, we're going to play a fantasy. Mm. And so I felt, I felt like it was going back and forth. Because it could be its own separate thing. Like, hey, I wish this, this was how we met. And, like, talk about that. Uh-huh. 
I was a little. Uh, but the fantasy little, actually lasts three weeks. Is that the yeah, point? But, that but like you're like my fantasy like is so hot the, it lasts three weeks. Yeah, like the fantasy right now because like I'm assuming <laughs> okay. he's wanting to have sex right now, so he's like, let's do your fantasy now, yeah. and it's like perfect. Okay, so we're uh, I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. Um, after you've done all this stuff, and then we can have sex. And he's okay. like, wait, what the fuck? Like yeah. that's okay. never doing your fantasy again. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. Awesome. Clap wildly, Thanks, everybody. Guys. Allison Hooker! I'm a savage and you want it. Trying to leave with me whole time. You get here quick. Yeah! We've got places to go, people see. We do not hold that against you here on Monday at the Joke Workshop because the faster we all get out of here is the faster I can get back to the bar because we're not allowed to drink here anymore because I went to the classes and they taught me about the law and I had no idea how fucking illegal everything we were doing here was. I had no idea. For years, I had no idea that this was a problem. It's not a problem anymore because I learned the law. Like your next comedian knows the law. Uh, she also has a great podcast every Tuesday from 10 to noon where she lays down the law on quantum division. Put your hands together for Trina Roderick. Yeah, it's nothing like learning the law to know how fucked you are. Right? That's why I'm like... Well, this might expire then. It might not. I'm not going to really definitively say shit about that because if I get it wrong, that's the law. <laughs> and I fucked up the law. You don't want to fuck up the law. Unless you're... <clears throat> you want to lose... Anyway. Because the law always wins. Goddamn the law. Sorry, Joe. I God, I just can't. So, okay. So I, as you all know, lost my job. And so I'm upcycling. Right? This is my first, this is my maxi upcycle skirt, right? So it's not just a maxi upcycle skirt, okay? This is a maxi friendship upcycle skirt for Pam. I made this for Pam. This is made from one of my jeans, and then I actually, I bought this jean, these, this, wait, okay, these were my jeans, and I found the exact same pair of jeans at a thrift store on Friday, and that's these jeans. Wow. So I cut off... Right? And bonus, bonus, you see this little orange thing right there? Well, when you cut that out, because that's where it was on the old jeans, and put it right here, it looks like a little penis. It's a maxi skirt with a little penis. So I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't hem it because I wanted you to tell me how long you want it. Oh my God. Yeah. And well, they're, they're, they're a size like four, but they, they fit like a six when you maxi them, right? Oh God, so that's, that's for you. This is your maxi friendship skirt. And then I have what's left of the other pair of jeans, and I'm going to make a skirt out of that. So I'll have a matching maxi friendship skirt. Oh, my God. So anyway. All right. All right. So. Start your time now. Uh, no, 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 no. Please, I don't, I don't. So now I'm just going to be up here in awkward in high heels because I fucking hate high heels so bad. It's like, I, oh no, I've got, but anyway, we'll see. Okay, let me get to my set. What, these pants? These pants, oh, these are Chinese laundry. I got these a long time ago. I don't wear high heels anymore. Anyway, okay, 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 okay. So, okay, my set, my set. Okay, uh, so. I was, I've noticed we've had some trannies run through here. And I've noticed that one of the ways you can tell is because they inadvertently 
break fashion laws, right? We are socialized with fashion rules from early, early age. Are we not Florentine? I mean, my God, right? So every time there's a tranny in here, I'm always like, okay, this is what you're doing wrong in my head. I'm thinking, okay. The one time, one time I didn't realize she, um, she was a tranny and then I was just totally annoyed that she would wear what she was wearing on the day she was wearing it. I was like, why, why, what kind of, what kind of, that's, and then I realized, oh, there's no socialization, right? Because if it's, if this person hasn't been socialized, then yeah, that makes sense that you would make that mistake, right? If you haven't been social, I mean, have been socialized, then you're, you're off if you make that mistake. Does that make any sense? I wish I could be more specific. I think she was wearing a beige jacket with <laughs> something with, with, oh, oh, I know. It was white jeans, pre-Labor Day with a beige jacket. I was like, ugh. Need on the record. Anyway, so I was thinking, I was thinking I should start giving uh, fashion classes for trainees. Like specialize in, okay, this is how you're now, I'm going to help you become socialized in what it is to be a chick. So uh, I'm looking for, like I was hoping there would be a tranny here tonight and there's not a tranny here tonight. Which, which one of you guys wants to volunteer as my tranny? I know, but your hair is a little bit longer, and I have, I feel like Arden has gotten it enough for me in the last few weeks, right? Okay, 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 thanks, Joe, thanks, Joe. Joe, you're my tranny Helen Hunt. Hell yeah. I prefer my tranny. but I'll go by You prefer what? Giro? That's okay, that's fine. Trannies are they are, absolutely. They've always been heroes. What do you mean now? Okay, so. I mean, Don't tell yourself Joe. All right, so here's the thing, Joe, number one. Number one, the most important thing for you yeah. to remember. You got to choose the right guy. You got yeah. to choose the right guy. Your body is not your own. I know those don't, things don't seem related, right? No longer is your body your own. Your body is not your own, see? And if your, if your brain doesn't choose the right guy, then the community around you in history was going to have to take care of your body for life. So they all wanted you to choose the right guy so that they wouldn't have to take care of you, right? That's no longer necessary anymore. But we don't remember that when we fucking tell women they can't choose who they want to choose, they have to choose the right guy, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I like it that way too. That's my preference, kind of, up until a point. There's a, like a line at, with that. Anyway, what else? Um, oh yeah, so I worked really hard this week. As you know, I work Monday through Friday really hard. And I, uh, maxi skirt, right? Rage on the weekends. That's my routine. You know, you know I rage on the weekends. And, um, and, uh, I had a kind of a breakthrough because, as you know, on my podcast, I say, you know, Party, Cardi B is the third wave feminist Rosa Parks. And um, I realized, oh my God, that's exactly like that's the problem, Joe. See, if you have a body that guys want to watch dance, you got to make your body dance, right? Because if you have a body that the guys want to watch dance and you don't make your body dance for them, you're an asshole! 
An asshole because they like it so much. They love watching your body dance. They love it. Love it, love it, love it. Right? Hell yeah. So why in the fuck, who the fuck do you think you are to deprive them of all that pleasure watching your body dance? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck? I'm gonna have sex with everyone here. (laughs) (laughs) No more holding back. Form a line. (laughs) Joe. But I mean, it's the functional equivalent of not wanting a chick to like just have you take you out to dinner on a date just to buy you your dinner, right? It's the same thing, right? Yeah, but you can buy your own fucking food. You get why I can't anyway. Okay, so that's right. I forgot. Cause so those eating fucking disorders. Goddamn. I know. So what else? Um, yeah. So I had this massive breakthrough over the weekend. Sorry, I guess. Goddamn it! I blew it. It was the week. It wasn't the weekend. So anyway, don't. No. What? No. So Pam had her hand on the button. Fine, Pam, you want me to pretend like there's a large audience here? I will. I don't know what is up with that. Everybody likes to pretend that there's like a gazillion people here now. I don't know. What's the trend? I didn't get the memo. You're supposed, we're supposed, is that, is that why you're dinging me? Because I'm not talking about how, how many people there are here? I know, it's 51. No, there was 51 and then, and then what's her name left? The hooker left. She, her last name's Hooker Florney. Okay. Okay, that's it. I'm pretty much done. That's Trina Roderick. That's Trina rage so hard on the weekends. Roderick. Did you get the memo? It was Trina rage so hard on the weekend. Roderick. Uh, I don't think they like to be called trannies, but that was, I think, oh, one of the funniest things no, so that you sorry. just kept saying. I thought that was hilarious that you as a lawyer... <laughs> kept saying it over and over what? and I, I know they don't like it so that's what I thought was one of the edgiest oh, okay. and funniest right, things about it was that you were let's talk about names let's talk about yeah. naming but that's the thing is that trannies hate being called trannies even well, though that's what, what we, we call, call them I'm happy to call trannies whatever they want to be called him or know. her I think they like him or her she I think when they make the choice they like to be called her no, no, I get they? how pronouns work. I, I use the correct pronoun, but the question is, why, what's the, so. It's just like how, that's, that's just how dwarves don't like to be called dwarves or midgets. They like right, to be called little, little people. people, right? right. So, trannies don't like to be called trannies anymore. They like to be called. She-she's? She-she's? No, I mean, well, the question is, pronouns? is it, but is it, is it, now here's where no. we get wonky. Is it a man who's still a man dressing up as a woman? Cause that's a tranny. I don't. But see, I once don't you, to... once you, once you take your dick off and you make it a vagina, then you're a her or a she. See, or this a... is why I believe. This is hold on. This is why I believe in Airbnb. We all need to be Airbnb so you can have somebody else in your home. You can learn about that other person in your home. It's brilliant. Yeah. Would right? you have a, did, did you have a tranny and she was okay with being called a tranny? No. <laughs> That's why I want a, a tranny to come stay with me so I can figure out what to call a tranny. Exactly. 
Well, as long as you're open to it. No, I just, it was, Katrina, I always think you're hilarious and you're so uh, honest and and you're so smart though. No, and you're thinking about ideas and philosophically, I get where you're going with feminism and I love it. It's not about thinking about ideas. It's, It's about dealing with the problems that we all still face that nobody wants to talk about. I mean, that was kind of the breakthrough I had over the weekend was that Oh my God, this, that's why it's so hard to articulate the problem is because it's a problem with no name, just like uh, Friedan identified in Femi- Feminist Mystique in 1964. Right. So it's the same fucking problem, which is why I'm having such a hard time articulating. The, the your body's got a dance joke is amazing. And especially calling Joe out because he can handle it and he'll oh, be yeah. great. But it's, it's but all that's... the same fucking arguments that they were making in slavery. They were saying, oh no, slavery, let's keep slavery because the slaves love it. Right, 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 right. Because the girls love, because girls love sorry, to dance. Joe. They just I'm love sorry. to take off their shoes and get in a circle and dance. Right. No, that's, I gotcha. That's I gotcha. The inconvenient truth. Right. Is that is nine eleven and girls dancing for men's pleasure. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Florentina has things to talk about. I love talking about it though. But uh, okay, I have a serious question before I give you any uh, feedback. Are you just, are you venting? Like, are you, or no, are you like trying to find to. the funny in this stuff? Yeah, Because it sounded to, serious. So I don't want to like make. It is. Like you said, okay. or somebody said, it's hard to make stuff funny. And it's like, I want to. Okay. Fair enough. So it's a little bit of both. venting. It's hard to make feminism Joe funny. Vincent You're right. Funny. Joe's fucking brilliant. Well, I'm just glad that, that we could finally Joe body shame Joe. Yeah, yes. he is. He is. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Ha- and so honestly, as a comic, it's hard for me not to like adopt a style of somebody when they're there like particularly if they're if I like their style of comedy right. if they're in the room then it's it's really helpful to me to then try to kind of no sometimes I have of so you, you're right, saying that Joe you actually want to become Joe no it's no just, I've it's done inspiring. it too it's inspiring so like a, I've gotten on stage no okay I'm just kidding. I've gotten on stage when he's JK, not JK. been there when he's been on earlier and somehow I sort of adopt that right, I, yeah, I know everything yeah, and right. I feel so confident yeah. and everything I say is awesome because I've got the energy and I'm selling right. it well, but I it's like, the Joe Gorman and yeah. I love it I understand exactly what you're talking about and and I kind of fucked up the other day when Ken Suzuki was here because oh no was it Ken Suzuki it was somebody else who just apps oh 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 it was tito it was tito tito was here and i was like okay because you have to demonstrate hostility right but if you are too hostile which i can do believe it or not they the audience it's too much for the audience so per people who are generally non-threatening no matter what they do are good candidates to get up on stage and be pissed off and bring out that aggression because mm-hmm. they're never really all that threatening like Tito. So I think right. Tito should lean more into being openly aggressive like other comics can't. It's like hard to me. get away. Well, I'm just it kidding. depends on how I'm you kidding. do it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I like uh, your jo- the joke about, and I like how you, you didn't say tranny, you were saying trainees. So oh, was I? But it was cute because okay. then I was thinking you can say trainees, training for trainees. But I, then I heard that it was not a good word to say. So scratch that. Um, since you, you were talking about the premise of like giving them fashion advice. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I thought it, where you were going with it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Can you believe that they're wearing yeah. a beige like a beige jacket? And in like, January, your dick hanging out is fine. But the beige <laughs> jacket is because then it's like, right. Never mind. No, I like. I, I understand the concept, and I can. I can definitely. Because otherwise, think, it really is just about, about like yeah, 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 fashion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it needs that little tag. I mean, like they're decent setups. I just need to tag them with some funny. Yeah. Stuff. I liked it. Yeah. Awesome. 
Bye. I liked your set too. It was great. All right, so I'm going to be talking about this stuff uh, tomorrow morning. Yay! Listen to Quantum Division every Tuesday from 10 to noon and download it after. You're on Mutiny Radio. Trina Roderick, yay! They can catch us. It's her new show. It's called Quantum Division. It should be on there, honey. We should dump it on the night playlist. That's absolutely true. Exciting stuff. Jonathan Moore here doing updating the night playlist so that we can listen to other things at night, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. Yay! Uh, hey, you guys are listening to Joke Workshop. We have one comedian left, and we've already been sucking his dick without actually doing it. There was almost an orgy that formed around him, uh, and it was it was incredible. We we're all going to ooga booga freak out because he is my favorite comedian in San Francisco, and he is here right now. You guys better clap your hands. You can go as you can go as long as you want because I know we have no comments from you because you're perfect. So, Let's put your hands right. together for Joe Gorman. Oh my goodness! Thank expectations could not be higher. We got fifty, maybe even sixty-five of some eligible, eager young comics. I know everyone's waiting for me to get into it. Everyone was thinking, who was that guy? who was creepily smoking marijuana in the shadows, observing, maybe laughing, certainly laughing on the inside. What's going on? Is he gonna tell some jokes? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna tell jokes. I've been fucking formulating jokes in this noggin all day, just ready to spit them into the airwaves, but only on radio, only on terrestrial radio, okay? I had three opportunities to do showcases in front of 15, upwards of 40 people, and I said, fuck that. I wanna have the medium that H.G. Wells made famous and bury H.G. Wells, okay? Remember when everyone thought War of the Worlds was fucking real? Everyone was freaking out like, oh shit, aliens, H.G. Wells, you changed the medium. Joe Gorman's gonna change the medium again, all right? We got stupid assholes driving home from their evening jobs and they got their commute so they turn on mutiny radio. They think, oh, I'll hear some comics, maybe workshopping some bits, maybe using the term tranny every now and again. Have a good time. All of a sudden, it's me and I'm like, I smoke marijuana. And the guy's like, what? What in the world? How is this? Ah, he fucking careens off. Oh my God. Can you imagine that? Yeah, there should be limits to free speech, but I'm here, man. I'm here just riffing, having a good time. Stoned as fuck, too. That's so wonderful. I can do stand-up comedy high, and it's like a performance-enhancing drug, you know? Like when Mark McGuire stuck that delicious syringe into his vein, huh? Or like when Lance Armstrong stuck that delicious fucking syringe into his vein, huh? Or like when fucking, uh, my point is star athletes as well as successful comedians abuse drugs, abuse drugs wholeheartedly. Oh my God, and that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't do drugs at my day job and I'm floundering at my day job. I hate my fucking day job. Hate my day job sober. You know my means of rebellion at my day job? I surf the web. I surf the web in my downtime, that's it. I'll read Reddit, I'll keep up on celebrity gossip. I don't even give a fuck about celebrities, it's just learning about Brangelina takes a little bit of the pressure off of the needle that is going into my eyeball, known as my nine to five workday. I hate it, I don't like 
mega, man. I was like, I got so excited when Bernie Sanders was like, I'm going to overthrow the American government and make us all socialists. And I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. I want to be a socialist. And he's like, yeah, democratic capitalism is where it's at. I was like, democratic capitalism? That means I can just be a comedian all the time and I get a check from Uncle Sam. Keep being funny, Joe Gorman. $429.69, the official money value of one week of stand-up comedy. Did you guys know that? It's a numerical value. Very important to know. That's going to be a recurring theme throughout this set. How much money did I make? $429.69 every performance. I don't have the mental capacities to do how many, how much money that would be if I were to do, let's say 10 shows. That's a decent amount. Actually, I realize now it would be $4,206.90. I can't believe I did that. Ah, Fuck you, Mr. Pittenger. My shitty ass high school math teacher thought I would never amount to nothing. I found out what $420.69 times 10 is. So fuck you. I didn't even, my phone was right there. I was sweating profusely, thinking about reaching for it, entering the calculation, but I was like, no. I had a little abacus in my mind fucking throwing that shit back and forth. Has anyone for real used an abacus though? Does not seem very handy. That's how you know. If somebody does calculations on an abacus, I assume they're fucking smart. That's a smart person type thing. I don't know how an abacus works. Same thing with coding. Like, I don't understand coding. You see these fucking nerds and they're like, zero, one, two, three, fucking period, comma, exclamation point. And they're like, I just fucking launched a drone attack in Syria. I'm like, what the fuck? All right. Like, if I hire some fucking nerd, I'm like, yo, I went to too many adult websites and now I gave my computer a virus. Fix that. He'd sit there and just like type these crazy algorithms. And like, you know, they have these codes reflecting on their glasses because everyone that does computer repair is a fucking nerd. Right. So he's got this code, but I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know anything. Mechanics? If, if I had a car, I couldn't take it to the mechanic, have the dude open the hood, look inside, fucking tinker with it. Like, oh yeah. I don't know how any of that shit works. I don't know how coding works. I don't know how an abic, I have no idea of the world around me. I am just ripe for people taking advantage of me. What's up with that? Does anyone know how the world around them works? I can't do any of that, you know? And then I could, you know, and then by contrast, I'm like, I'm an amazing comedian. I'm a fucking brilliant comic. That's what I tell, that's the fucking, I don't actually tell people that, but imagine this scenario, I go around telling people I'm a comic. I'm like, yeah, I'm a comic. I got this amazing set list. I write all these amazing jokes. They look at my set list, it's just fucking bullet points. Stupid bullet, like pizza is a bullet point. Trash, trash is a fucking bullet point. And they're like, this is like a fucking psycho's laundry list. What is going on with it? I got like, I got like AIDS. AIDS is a bullet point. AIDS is a big bullet point because I underline it and I draw a little star by. It's like, oh my God, that guy has some tags on that. I don't know. I can't teach stand-up comedy. That's like the biggest concern. I was, uh, uh, like one of my friends was like, I want to do stand-up comedy. And I was like, I'll fucking teach you how to do stand-up comedy. I can't teach people how to do stand-up comedy. You know, they say those who can't teach, I can, so I can't teach. 
nothing. Like I was trying to like be like, just be funny. And he was on stage not being funny. And I'm like, dude, you had one rule. And he was just like, oh, what's the, what's the deal with me being tall and athletic and being able to touch my toes? I'm like, dude, nobody is going to give a flying fuck about that. And I did everything. I gave the guy ayahuasca. I injected him with a syringe of heroin. I made him smoke a spliff. I don't know what else it is. You can't teach funny. Can't stress that enough, man. Oh my God, I get to do a, hey. Some comics were like kind of like bragging. I'm going to brag too, all right? Some comics are like, yeah, I've been fucking a lot. Ah, what's up with that, man? Not my life. I haven't had sex in six months. What's up with that? Yeah, oddly vulnerable. And I said it on the airwaves, can't take it back. You'd think it would be like a power shift right now. Me admitting something like that, you're like, wait a minute. Guy hasn't had sex in six months? I'm not gonna fucking listen to him. And yet here we are, still captivated. Amazing how that works out, amazing. It's like I know in the back of my mind if I really wanted to, I could. But it's more humorous that I'm doing this self-imposed celibacy and it's not out of some morals because I refuse to not be a monster. How interesting is that? That is so fascinating. They're like, you know, if you just stop cursing so much, stop smoking weed constantly. And I mean constantly. You could fall in love, you could really fall in love. Not fucking happening, man. I got a bride. It's called Mary Jane. And it gets significantly less cool to say every year I say that. Like high school, that was the coolest fucking shit. Oh, I don't need women. I'm smoking fucking weed. And then college is like, yeah, that thing I did in high school, I'm still fucking doing now. And then in my 20s, it's like, yo, you know that shit I did in high school and college? I'm doing it now, and I'm also drinking and including pills, you know? And then my late 20s, it's like, yo, I'm completely sober now, except I'm still smoking a shit ton of marijuana. And then in your 30s, you're like, okay, I got it all figured out now. I'm smoking a shit ton of weed, and I'm microdosing LSD, and I'm doing a quarter of mushrooms twice a year for a mental cleanse. And that's how you figure it out, huh? fucking power oh this just became like a ted talk on how to live your life this is how it does like you gotta fucking go through the process but i still get blackout drunk but i'm considering it morals because i only now this is how i know i'm an adult i'll only drink at comedy shows where i can drink for free that's my new thing and it's very responsible so i get kicked out of like clubs i would like to work at instead of bars where i have no investment Never been cut off, never been kicked out, never been 86th from a comedy club. I'm that fucking good. Can you believe that? I'm fucking hammered, blackout drunk, throwing up on myself on the punchline stage. And they were like, yo, anyone else we would ban. But that was the most powerful, most raw, vulnerable, and most importantly, hilarious piece of stand-up comedy we've seen in our fucking lives. They fucking took Robin Williams' picture off of the green room and replaced it with my vomit-splattered set list that night. How crazy is that? You guys don't believe in miracles? I believe in miracles. I fucking believe in miracles. But... Truth be said, I got distracted because I saw the blunt rap. Oh, there's a set list, dude. Whose set list is that? Old. It's been there all week. Oh, really? 
Let's Do fucking. All right, I'm gonna work on. It's the 21st century. Yo, guys, it's the 21st century. It is time to update some old sayings. This is past due. Instead of how about a watch? Oh, how? Oh, whose is this? Instead of. Huh? Is it the Fitbit joke? No, this is instead of uh, how. Oh, you know what? Instead of uh, the the bit is uh, a watched a watched pot never boils. This is a watched web page never reloads, which is actually a lie. Uh, so already that was a huge faux pas. Me diving into that set list. Comics. Let's wrap it up, man. Only plagiarized from Amy Schumer. It worked for me. Don't fucking pick it up. Let's 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 fucking knock it out of the park, man. Uh, at work today, I was killing some time. I was having a good time, and uh, I was following a porn star I enjoy on Twitter. That was my thing. Scrolling through their feed, getting status updates, learning about the people I care about, and I think that's an amazing testament to technology. I've been watching porno for years. And for the longest time, I knew nothing about the porn stars I enjoyed and indulged in, you know? I didn't know their real names, natural hair color, and nothing. Now, thanks to Twitter, I know everything about my porn stars. I know their political affiliation. I know what they had for lunch. Unfortunately, I know their child's first day of school. Yeah. How much of a bummer is that? You're following some porn star on social media. They ruin the illusion, include a picture of their children. It's like, yo, I'm following you online for one reason and one reason only. Let me see that dick, homeboy. Come on, man. I don't give a fuck about your kids. Huh? Yo, make some noise if you don't consider yourself a homosexual, but enjoy the aesthetic of a well-maintained human body. All right. That's been my time, you guys. Joe Gorman, everyone. Perfection from his long, gorgeous locks all the way to his J. Wolf t-shirt. Yeah. Wolf's howling at the moon. This is actually a family portrait. <laughs> That's all the J. Wolfs. Yeah. Your sister's name is Jasmine. Jasmine and uh, my dad, Jacob, and my mom, Jane. Oh. It all works out. And I protected their real-life identity, too, on the airwaves. Yeah, it's cool. Any, does anybody have any comments, or do we all think that Joe Gorman's just a genius? You want to talk about how he's a genius and why, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I need it on paper. You're really amazing. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. What I like about your comedy is that I don't know if you actually sat down and thought about this or if it's all free thought because it, it seems so fluid and, and like random. You, but I love it. You will find out three months after my death when they release my tell-all how I to do comedy I cannot wait. Book. I cannot wait. It's going to uh, be amazing. One of the jokes in the beginning, I re- and maybe I resonate with this because I do it too, I hate my, my day job. Yeah. And I, like, you know, you're talking about ser- uh, searching the web and mm-hmm. can you remind me just like why you said you just because you hate your job so mm-hmm. much, you just, you just do yeah. it? Yeah. I do my job sober and I think that's why I dislike it. Whereas like with stand-up comedy, I can do it on drugs. I see. I was just thinking, and this might be dumb, but like uh, th- that you convince yourself the reason that you, you read up about Kim Kardashian is because like you like the thought of knowing that like they have to pay you for this and that somehow they would be upset, but they're like, 
we don't give a shit like yeah yeah and so somehow like you're thinking like you have to get it like kim kardashian deep just mm-hmm. to like spite your boss and then meanwhile you're becoming this weird guy who's starting to love the kardashians right but then and just just to spite your boss uh now you're following her on instagram and you're like going down the rabbit's hole and like you now you know all like the like Kylie Jenner and you had to buy her mascara because just to spite your boss and it's like a whole thing where it's like your boss doesn't give a fuck and doesn't even care I bet like you're the one who's like gotten down into the cycle of Mm. the Kardashians well your boss probably still thinks you're a chick right because he never sees your face he only sees the back of that luxurious hair and he knows you're a secretary so he just assumes you're a chick right (laughs) like the whole time you never turn around. You've never seen his face. I'm always just wearing my hair in a work bun. He thinks he's calling. He's been calling you Joey because that was the name of the girl on Dawson's Creek, and he doesn't believe that your name is really Joe because right. your hair is so luxurious. He wants to touch your. He's seen your gorgeous back boobs, and he wants to see what the front ones look Hell like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just making up stories too. It's fun. Hell yeah! Any other comments for Joe? Oh. Okay. He's amazing. Don't don't leave yet. Yay! Don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. I have one new joke I want to run. Just let me run one new joke. Here, come around. I'm running. I'm running. There's one new joke. It's dark and weird. What is this weird holiday fall time? It's dark and weird and scary. I feel like it's almost Halloween time. It's like ah, there's no lights. All right, so uh. Jonathan helped me come up with a premise today. We were hanging out all day. It was amazing. Uh, just, you know, doing, doing just like business of life stuff. Doing, getting groceries, getting food together. And I noticed as we were driving around, we have so many problems in San Francisco. And I'm so lucky because I don't have a problem acquiring food right now. And I really appreciate that. But there are so many homeless in San Francisco. There are so many problems that we can't deal with. There's homeless people everywhere. There's people that are dying of opiates everywhere. What is happening in San Francisco? There's also only one in and out in San Francisco. This is a problem we can fucking deal with. None of us know how to deal with the homeless or the opiates, but you know what we can do? We can write to our city hall and we can say that McDonald's that closed down next to 850 Bryant should be an in and out. It's right off the 27 bus. The accessibility to me is great. It doesn't even need to be a drive-thru. It could just be a walk-thru. What I'm saying is on Van Ness right by City Hall, I'm going to write the mayor and I'm going to say that that McDonald's that was knocked down should be an in and out. Yes. This is something we can actually change in San Francisco. We can make our lives better. We can have real burgers with crispy buns for under $5. This can happen for us. We don't have to have $14 hamburgers. San Francisco, nay. We can have one more fucking in and out. Can we get this done as a group? Can we all be on board? Can I get some fucking claps? Let's change it together, everyone. Let's have another in and out in San Francisco. Thank you. That's my new joke. Yay! Yay! Does anybody, oh, does anybody want to say anything about that joke? Jonathan put up CD, I think he put up one through four, S one through four, just throw them all up. Um, where's the other in and out? The other, it's the Wolf. It's at the Wolf. It's what you can at the Wharf. Only wow. German tourists get to go to the Wolf and wait in line for 45 minutes and have their tasty hamburger. There's one in Daly. That's not San Francisco. That's yeah. fucking Daly City. Yeah. What, I got to get on a BART now? I got to get on a BART. I got to leave my Muni plan. I got to leave my fucking Lifeline Muni plan. 
to get out of the city to find an In-N-Out hamburger? This is insane. These are things that we can change, people. Uh, totally agree, because I used to work at In-N-Out. That was my first job. 183, all the way. Providing insurance, providing real money for people. And I think, I, I like the premise, and I, I think if you could somehow tie in the fact that you had to learn so much about the law because of the stupid thing that happened here with, with the, the ABC the, thing, yeah. Uh, too soon, I know. Uh, but you're, but then like all of a sudden you got so into law that you like know all the laws and why there should be legally more than one in and out and it's, how it's absolutely like, <laughs> all of the loop. How are we falling through the loopholes on this one, people? Delicious well, beef, I think hand leaf lettuce, real tomatoes, people with insurance working. Why don't we have forty of these? And you like, can, why you can see have? how they're cooking inside. But I think uh, there is there is there a law that like in San Francisco, in certain areas, they don't want to have. Maybe there isn't any chain anything like, which means you can't have more than six. McDonald's. Of the same. It was McDonald's, and now there's only one on Fillmore, and they took out the one that was in the Mission. They have the one here on 16th Street. Um, I don't go to McDonald's, but I know where they are just because I just see them or whatever. But right. there should be in and outs everywhere. No, I'm Joker. saying like for any business in general, like the, it it can't be. I don't think San Francisco allows it for for it to be a ch- a chain kind of restaurant. Right, because that, because it's right? you're right. It's not a franchise because. In-N-Out is a family-owned business, so right. maybe they can't have one per city, which makes me fucking nuts. Okay, it seems like a good way for you to continue to develop the bit. Right, right, right. Would be to pursue this. Call In-N-Out Burger, find out what they say, <laughs> see what happens when you get who and so-and-so on the phone. Right. right? It's going to be comedy all the way through, sure. right? Yeah, so, I have their stickers in my backpack right now. I love their stickers. I give them to kids all the time. Yeah, They're no, great. I, I, love I love In-N-Out so much. That's why I'm saying we can save. I just I like the juxtaposition of like, oh, there's so much wrong in San Francisco, but we actually could, if we had an in and out in San Francisco, another one that was easily accessible, it would change my fucking life. I would be so much happier if I could eat an in and out burger once a week. Yeah. It would change my fucking life. Yes. Like in such a just, I'd be so, and every time you're there, they, they're so quick and they're so nice to you. And I mean, I really feel like it could change the city. I will. Whoever you call, tell them that. This would change my life. Yeah, just, they could buy the one next to 850 Bryant. Okay, let's end joke workshop. Thank you guys so much for laughing at my joke. This has been a lot of fun today. Yay! I hope you guys come back for another joke workshop or any other show. Um, I'm thinking about... This is the thing. Tell your friends. Um, I'm sick of running happy hour on Fridays. I'm I'm trying to sell it to a young comedian who wants to run... You want to buy happy hour? Yeah. Because you basically, you get, you get, I'm getting over 12,000 downloads a month. So you just, I don't want everything to change. I just want everything to stay the same. So you get all the downloads, you get everything. Okay. It's like you buy it as a package. Okay. Like I did all the work. Just keep it going. Okay. We'll talk about it. Yay. Thanks for being here at Joke Workshop. I start cheaping and I'm rolling up a house. You know that I smoke at home, even share weed. You know that I'm toting on my shot with my niggas. I don't even trust no bitches. I don't trust none. I don't even trust the joke. I don't trust none, I don't even trust no niggas, I don't even trust a bitch, I don't even trust a killer, I don't even trust nobody, I don't even trust up in this world, you can't even run from a keeper, Tuli, just keep it right, on me, keep it right, on my hip, these bitches, they know they love me, I uh, know that they love me, they know that they ride up on me, know that they want it, I know that be on dumb plane, they a savage, I know that she want it, and she wanna fuck with a real nigga, I know she on it, I don't even trust now, I don't trust nobody, I don't even trust a bitch, I know that she got a Tommy, and I got I got a Uzi, you know, I got a...
swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laps, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, and my offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense.
You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Alright folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on mutinyradio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to grow your current business? Women's Initiative in San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988 to attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business or for more information, please contact Sophia Campos at 415-641-3465. That's 415-641-3465. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Is made possible by grants from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the National Endowment for the Arts. A series of contemporary plays for radio. Earplay. This week, Earplay presents The General Brutus. By Jeff Wanchell. Wanchell has been a familiar name in American theater for some time. His first play, The Disintegration of James Cherry, has been performed at the Lincoln Center in New York City and the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. He is the author of works as varied as The Rhesus Umbrella, 
auto-destruct, and fog and mismanagement. And his most recent play, Isadora Duncan Sleeps with the Russian Navy, played an extended run at the American Place Theater in New York City. General Brutus, here receiving its first production, began life at the O'Neill Playwrights Conference in Connecticut. Earplay commissioned him to adapt the play for radio. The General Brutus by Jeff Wanchell. I'm alone. Ask yonder knight both who he is and why he approacheth thus plated in the armusculature of war. The bombaster Brutus, my lord, desires a word with you. He's full of guile, hollow, deep, and treacherous. But I'll woo him to my purpose. Lead him to me. Oh, noble Brutus. Pray tell, what instrument is that you drag behind? Lord Fauntleroy, you are the chosen of Romulus and Remus, favorite of the Scions of Rome, yes. chiefest candidate for supreme general. Are you not, sir? I am, Brutus. And if I am elected, you will be my right hand, yes. my second in command. Your second in command, sir. Not your equal. My equal? Well, two cannot command, sir. This be tyrants if e'er one raved. O oh, tyranny, thy rich deserve death endure. Drop to one knee and speak, Bazooka, for me. My God. I crushed this adder in his shell for the common good because he was ambitious. Great digger. Aye, my lord. Fauntleroy and this weighty purse of <coughs> yours. See to it your hands are full of business. Uh, you shall be general, my lord. <coughs> now, I am Rome's favorite. <laughs> It is the hour of the general election, and I nominate Lord Fauntleroy. Fauntleroy is missing and presumed dead. Fauntleroy? Art thou gone? Why, he is dead then. Farewell, Fauntleroy. Mark how his philosophy of stoicism well schools Brutus to withstand this grating shock. If thou art gone, why, so be it. Death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. Even so, great men, great losses should endure. Oh! No, sir, if it please you, I am unworthy. I cannot. Uh, no, cannot is false. I will not run, nor if elected, sir. I vote for Brutus. Uh, oh, and I, I, I vote for Brutus. And I vote for Brutus. I vote for Brutus. I vote for Brutus. Brutus shall be general. Brutus shall be general. Can be avoided, whose end is purposed uh, by the mighty gods. Romans, Brutus thanks you. For what greater honor can you render unto a Roman than appoint him supreme general? Make him a god! Yeah. The gods are superior to the general elect. Let us not talk of gods, but of reprisal. Mm. Senators, our neighbors, 
whom we value and clandestinely support, have been unwholesomely set upon and beat about the head and shoulders with a blunt truncheon. Now is the time for all good Romans to come to the aid of their army. For on the morrow, vengeful Brutus shall forth across the chill green Chinese sea and let slip the dogs of war. I will repose the offensive emperor. And with decisious victory, Imperial Rome and Guild, the Romans, to battle, cry havoc! Havoc! Let death, waste, and desolation follow. These are your troops. Men, by class, step forward. Break hells, idlers, jerk-offs, and base lackeys. Scurvy knaves, runaways, vagabonds, and scum. Motley, as in the text, but they'll serve as well as any to stuff pits or yield the crow a pudding. Fresh parchment, sir. Mm. Your time. Warlike Brutus takes command. Do you like this headline sentry? Yes, sir. J just... Fine, sir. Your name, astute centurion. Atrocious. I like the sound of it. Atrocious, you're promoted. You'll be my officer oh. first class. Oh. Sir. You're Harold Tribune, sir. Ah. The Roman legions on the march, Brutus in control. What think you of this here emblazoned, my mercenary? Magnificent, sir. Your name, perceptive fellow. Ignominious. Tis goodly. To which you may now attend, officer first class. Sir. Sports Illustrated, Your Lordship. Latter-day Mars, Brutus Ascendant. How does it strike you, Legionnaire? Oh, magnificent, sir. Just fine. Name. Major. Officer first class of the General Brutus. Sir. Gentlemen, publicize your promotion as incentive to the troops. Sir, the army expects an address of some kind. Oh, but my address is the army. Where it goes, I go. No, I, I mean an elocution, sir. Oh. A charge to the uh, troops. Oh, a speech? You have nothing prepared? Well, no, I... Well, uh, sir, you needs must improvise. Oh. oh. Uh, <clears throat> Men, I say unto you, verily, where the army goes, I go. As its location varies, so doth my own. It goes where I tell it to, and that is my address. Further, I promise you this. Obey my orders, and none of you will be killed. Except the immortal fallen who perish nobly in this valiant war to preserve peace. with wobbling focus. The blind soothsayer, Artemidorus. Men say he looks into the seeds of time mm -hmm. and knows which grain will grow and which will not. This man? He is a dreamer. Pass him by. Oh, fatal general. The 
Oracle at Delphi bid me one. He's a well-reputed Oracle. Yes, sir. Beware of bad news. Bad news? I am not sure I wish to hear this message. That is the message. What message? Beware of bad news. Uh, Horsiness, sir. We warn you. Do not try our patience further. What bad news? He means, sir, beware of bad news is his message. Bad news in general? Thus the oracle charged me. Sarah. You snare our attention. Now be blunt. As you do value your person, explicate. I can no more. Have you your wit, sir? Now what is you speak? Is the general Brutus to whom you augur? That means watch out. That means lighten up, Susan. I can no more. Then I'll be rid of you. Tear him, rend him, sell him asunder. Leave him reddening the plain. And onward to China. This is China, thou art certified. It is, my lord. Plague on it. In China, such darkness reigns, I cannot see mine own finger. The fens of the lowland issue forth, filthy clouds which clottle and infect the air. In vile contagion of this fog which our shrouds and swallows us, I do grow somewhat apprehensious. Who goes there? Your horse, my lord. So foul and fair a day I have not seen. We are safe, disembarked. Make excellent progress, but in a circle. Where to, good general? For booty, pillage, and glory. Onward, Roman soldier! We fall brothers! Lowering clouds by these rough high hills and swampy treacherous bogs will encamp, concocting how to meet the enemy in combat decisious. These dignities laid on me I well deserve. I am ripe for exploits and mighty enterprises. Mine officers, attend me, and I will unfold to thee what I have to show you. Aboard this crisp October evening, we stand about grinning, as the good General Brutus unwraps a terrible engine. What fearful instrument is this, O General? This is my sausage grinder. When the enemy approaches the area occupied by my sausage grinder, he is a human being. After encountering my sausage grinder, he is sausage. A defoliation of sorts, specifically of the arms, legs, and head. Exactly. Uh-huh. The sausage grinder, reason my statisticians, encourages the enemy to lay down his tools, lift up his arms, and flee howling. Hmm. Gentle hearts, our strategy is simple. We go to where the aggressor lives, and when he comes out of the woods, we slaughter him with weapons. Men... You've got to teach these people, and this is the only way they learn. You've got to kill them to show them what they don't understand. 
Do you understand? Yes, yes sir. We do. Yes, very well, yes, sir. Absolutely. Whatever you, you say, say, sir. Just so. General, the envoy of the Chinese emperor has arrived and humbly requests an audience. Conduct him to our tent directly. I see you are thin. That's not good. Envoy, tell your warmongering emperor he has offended against the laws of nature, God, and contract. Do what he may, Brutus shall forth. We will depose him and seize into our hands his plate, his goods, his money, and his lands. Of thy intent by augury forewarned, the emperor observed... Sour times are these when dogs, gob-bellied thieves, and burglars, corpulent, unmuzzled range in murders and in outrage. The scurvy varlet speaks he of corpulence to be by a China man, taunted, scorned, and baited at. Were it not for my stoic philosophy, I should not endure it. Tell your emperor China is breakable, and Brutus will trample on it. Good day. The emperor bids the general Ellant look to the flea. Well, in thee may find thy image mirrored. The errant knave of free my mirror image. Spurn and have a sea, vile messenger. Now, cold, fearful drops stand on my trembling flesh and my heart knocks at my ribs. I ran the Chinese envoy through, but he's unwounded. The emperor presents this memento, and I set in a hand, saying... Attend thy deeds, O General. Lastly, he feeds thee this cake, saying, Chew upon this. Alas, ye cannot eat it. It eats at thee. I will see thee again. He is of the bubbles the earth hath, as the water doth. The envoys vanish. Pleasure. Taste of this cake to see if it doth poison thee. Oh! My molars broke, my lord, but the cake struck open. Within a parchment lies. What? Bloody thou art. Bloody will be thy end. Muttering and grumbling. Do thy death attend. Oh, mark how the general's countenance doth drop. He stoops and seems the more concerned than heretofore. Oh, studies I solemnly defy. Save how to pinch and gall this China man. Night hath been unruly. Chattering pies, lewd rooks, and jackdaws hung o'er the camp and jeered. Strange groans were heard, and gargles. The frame and huge foundation of the earth shaked like a coward. These freakish portents are instruments of warning under some evil imminent and monstrous. What is the hour, pleasure? Nearly dawn, my lord. Some sixth sense warns me of approaching peril. Sir, 1,400 Chinese advanced with drawn swords. Now put me our quarrel to the will of heaven and rain hot vengeance down upon offenders' heads. For Rome, God, and good cause, fight them on their own terms. Melt the hand-to-hand, counterattack. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the grim visage general doth redirect faltering stragglers back into the fray. Once more to the breach, my bulwarks once more close the wall up with our Roman dead. Murder, spoil, and villainy! Follow! Atrocious! How 
compare the statistics. Indifferent, sir. 50 of the enemy killed, 48 of ours. We have the advantage. Brutus, Rome, and glory. Few them to particles. Let pride hack their bones asunder. Enemy dead, 245 hours. A trivial, a purely numerical difference. Tear them, tear them, hence labor in my vocation. <laughs> 500 of the enemy killed, 703 hours. What's wrong with them? Our men wore valiantly, sir, but the Chinese, more familiar with swordplay, may carry the day. Impossible. The Chinese are the color of tooth decay. Give death his due, my cohorts. Pay the debt to nature. Go! Another 25 of us, sir. Wiped out by a giant Chinese swordsman. 60 feet tall. The earth explodes at his feet. He scatters men like rice. To hell with chivalry. Ignominious. My bazooka. Arkham is it? Sword play is derivative. Break out the flamethrowers, swing in the helicopters, spray them with mortars, germs, and nerve gas. Tidy up with little John, my thermonuclear novelty. The heath is blasted desolate. All is glistening stillness. It's a massacre, sir. Write it up for the trade papers. And what shall we do with those Romans who warred with swords, like gentlemen, and have now gone to a better place? Anyone there is can err. The grievance he is author of, Brutus, recognizes, rectifies, redresses in full. Promote these dead men. Honorably discharge them, bury them, award them the Medal of Meritorious Service, and declare their memory a Roman holiday that all may muse upon the random slain. Look, sir. Huh? The Chinese envoy. Ah, tell me, my slim ambassador, does it well please you the outcome of our skirmish? Your troops are incinerated. Not before parting with a thousand of your own. Pish tush, sir. Quibble, quibble. Common men. Small change. Scasmore, where that came from. Your second keck, with compliments from the emperor, take. I will see thee again. Not if I see thee first. He's disappeared, my lord. When he seems to vanish, he but turns sideways. Crack the cookie with thy good tooth, pleasure. Oh! Uh, let me see. Blush, blush, thou lump of foul deformity. The horse and caterpillar, goad and taught me, will he? As thou hast made the happy earth thy hell live not thy natural age, but by some unlooked accident cut off. Sting and nettle me. I'll... Salt! What hideous sound is that? Grumbling, sir. Wherefore do the men grumble? Except for the odd pillage, sir, and paltry booty. They have not been paid. They have none of them seen wages. Tell the men to... 
to forage into the countryside to stop each citizen and inquire if he belonged to that portion of the native populace supportive of the general Brutus. If he say no, kill him. If he say yay, shake him down for what he's worth. How fares the new policy? Eighteen sesterces. Eighteen sesterces. Atrocious. The reason this measure does not succeed is because the men do not press the populace hard enough. Sir, the men are diligent. Half the locals have been taxed, the other half slaughtered and rifled. Uh, I, I must conclude that unless they hid the money somewhere, the populace is poor. Well, rip apart the houses! Find the money and bring it here. Use the planks for firewood. Sir, how much? Fifty-seven sesterces. Fifty-seven sesterces. Yes, sir. To pay an entire army. Tax the men. Tax the men, sir? To pay the men? You heard what I said. Sir, tax the men to pay the men. Now, what means this? By some unlooked accident, cut off... Sir. Uh, Nero declares no war in China. Uh, reports of a war in China are greatly exaggerated. The Emperor Nero told senators today we must not let rumor undermine national morale. A minimal troop commitment to preserve peace, the Emperor mumbled, is something else again. The Emperor is shrewd. Best continue to war unrecognized. Mm. Herald Tribune, sir. Uh, team of critics sets out to study situation in China. Fact finders arrive today. What shall we do, sir? Why, when the accursed malcontents show up, present to them we're here as friends to to cause the sore-pressed populace relief. China's great bane is our population. By decimating their ranks, we ease this crush. Thus do we but help the Chinese breathe easily by slaughtering those the busybodies knows further, sir. Snoop, peer, prod, pry open our business here and off it, fire off dispatch. That I'll not endure. Better we dispatch them than they us. Critics, sir, approaching from the southeast, breathing ink, bristling with quills. Pack them, pierce them, mash their ears together, pitch their heads off, mow them down with tape. Is this well advised? History will exonerate us. Do you not detest copying censure? I do, my lord. So do we all. Exterminate them. Critics repaid in like coin. If we could but kill them all, we'd live forever let, in the let, hearts let, of men. Let, let, let. The bloody deed is done, sir. Reaction from Rome. Sports uh, illustrated, your lordship. Uh, accidental butchery. A note hath arrived, sir, from Emperor Nero himself. Ah, warmest personal regards and best wishes for your continued success. <laughs> I hear a bus 
bustling rumor, ignominious. The men mutter and look heavily, sir, for their souls are full of dread. The hummingbird that followed us from Philippi, that sweet wing of omen, had alighted and was squashed by a foot soldier. And a ten-ton pigeon, a great gray bird that did blot the noonday sun, hath shat upon the phalanx, drowning six hundred men, or splattering thousands. Ghosts, sir, shrieked and gibbered and did counsel the mercenaries, pay thy life insurance premium. General, there's a monstrous cloud on high, huh? shaped like a fire-breathing dragon that drizzles blood onto the irregulars. All soldiers of fortune are much unsettled. <laughs> Gods, it is the first time I've seen a man struck by lightning. And from a clear sky, the gods gesture if we but knew what to infer. Fifth fight, fifth fight, fifth fight, fifth fight. Sir, 13 of the enemy have been flattened by a falling tree. <laughs> heaven intervenes, the gods favor us. Destruction, woe, and ruin, O general. On a search-and-destroy mission, two cohorts, taking each other for the enemy, lobbed home fragmentation bombs, blockbusters, and pineapples, erasing themselves utterly and without exception. And I alone am escaped to tell thee. Such are the vicissitudes of war. Men battle and, like the setting sun, sink earthward vermilioned. Sirrah, because you bear bad news, I snuff. <coughs> Impale and mutilate you thus. Yet fear not, the augury holds. Ambush and extermination, sir. On a sea can eradicate mission, the 8th Legion pursued a dozen of the enemy to a quagmire and toppled in. The 13th Legion pursued an enemy into the desert where it did perish of heat and horizon. A golden mountain fell on the 14th to 137th, mortally crushing them. A golden mountain? For that he bears bad news, go in unto this man and undo him entirely. Now the general draws aside. See? He broods. And contemplates mm. extremity, calls forth strict measure. Friends, mm. I have meditated and see but one path clear of these o'ercrowding entanglements. At bad news, leap, kill all such incoming messengers before they unburden themselves. <laughs> What form of news? A tale of disaster so grievous as ties the tongue of the orator and soils the lip that mouths it. Cleave and throttle him. Dash him in twain. What is this heaped-up mound of uniformed personages? Bearers of bad news. What word, Sirrah? Bad or good? Not good, exactly. Crush him to a casserole. <laughs> words before blows! Words before blows! Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Hear ye, hear ye? Unless his honor, Brutus, the general, doth this instant cease and desist from the obsolete custom of murdering bearers of bad news, he shall from this declaration hence have no more tidings. Bad news indeed. Mangle the man. Roast him with napalm, sir. Chop him with a gapling. Drop the gate on his head. Your lordship, a word. Hmm? 
My lord, reconsider. We should spare this one. No, kill him, kill him. Bad news, isn't it? Precedent procedure. Sir, you cannot afford to kill this messenger. This one represents all others. Precisely. It's the principle of the thing. If I let this one go, I won't be able to kill any of them. Disembowel and be done with it. Sir, can the army function without communications? Ah, ah. Oh, I know not what may fall atrocious. I like it not. Can't we rig up some contraption with wires? Shall we carve him, sir. 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 Your feet are too big. Your hands are too big. But because I love you, because of the great engrafted love I bear toward all messengers, I will let you go. This time, get out of here. Let us let us let Mark me, atrocious, for mayhap on this one point... The entire enterprise falls down upon our heads. I acted against my instinct as you did counsel me. The chill of winter is now upon us. On this raw and gusty day, we find the General Brutus encamped in his own sternum, a makeshift barracks wrought entirely of stone. General! And off the war. Profitable beyond expectation. How so? We have killed five times more of the enemy than anticipated. Well done, sir. And casualties? Commensurate. Purely commensurate.